Trader, Trade Trader, Cobb Crypto Podcast. Podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Nuggets News. Today we're here with our friend Trader Cobb. How you going, Craig? Good mate, how are you? Pretty good, thanks. We're going to talk about The Signal versus The Noise. It's actually one of the uh, few books that I've read from cover to cover, Craig, but it's an interesting topic in general because there's a lot of noise in the crypto markets. Yeah, there is, and there's been a lot recently too. Um, you know, Heaps of stuff going on and heaps of people saying lots of different things, and it's just an echo chamber sometimes. Yes, and crypto markets being immature, even compared to 12, 18 months ago, we're going to talk about how that's changed in terms of how the markets digest the news, how individuals digest the news. There's lots of noise on crypto Twitter, on these free Facebook groups, and how you can maybe use it to your advantage rather than let it influence your decisions and your emotions. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, you know, it, because it is immature and people are new in this space, um, I mean, I, I've been talking a lot about, a, a lot to a lot of people lately and on the podcast and what a lot about, you know, the, and the AMAs have been doing about you know the, the emotion of a lot of people. This is the first time they've invested, and they've seen the prop, the you know the market come off, and they're a bit worried. Um, you know, for people that have been trading and investing for a long time, we've we've been through these types of things before. It's just it's just part of you know what happens. It's just thankfully in crypto, it happens quickly, uh, so it comes back quickly. It's just do you buy into the the negativity? Like, if you're too influenced by other people's opinions, then it can be a slippery slope, I suppose. Mm, I think a lot of people definitely have told us that they've made buying decisions, buying those bad altcoins back in the day based on other people, what they're hearing with all that noise. Um, and obviously fear as well when we read, whether it be mainstream media news articles or things that people have posted about how much they've lost and that can cause you to sell at the wrong time. So I guess you've been big on having a plan um, to reference back to. Yeah, look at... I think look, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily need to be the same plan as I've got. I mean, you just everyone needs to have a plan. I mean, if you consider anybody who's had any success in anything, it, and it's not, I'm not just talking about trading or investing. It's you kind of know what you're going to set out to do. Um, when you jump in your car, there's a certain you know sequence of events that need to occur for the car to move forward, uh, and and those things are consistent. They have to be the same every single time for the car to move forward. I trade in that sort of way, and I'm assuming that you know. I know that you invest on on a similar type of scale. It's about knowing what needs to occur for you to take action, as opposed to being reactive. Uh, we let the market come to us. So yeah, big advocate for having a plan, whatever it may be. Just make sure you've got one. Exactly, and how the space has changed now, I guess, is important as well because we saw last week Bitmex um, go mm-hmm. offline, few people get liquidated, and all that that chatter. Uh, but we also saw those ETFs get rejected all at once and the markets didn't really react versus in the past, I think China's banned crypto every year for five years and markets sold off hard and people were fearful. And um, if you understood what was going on in the long-term picture, that didn't really shake your stance at all. And it's very interesting that we didn't see that the other day. If you had told anyone that we've been in an eighth-month correction sentiments bad and all the ETFs were going to get rejected they would have said for sure we're going to end the week lower but we ended the week higher so what did you make of all that Uh, look to be honest when it comes to my trading I I ignore all of it Um, it's got nothing to do with the way I trade but uh, I mean 
I think it was all factored in already. I think most of the market, and you you know, uh, the, the, how much negativity has there been out there, uh, warranted or not. It's just, you know, it's almost like people want to be right, even though being right means the market falls and it's, they suffer. They just, they're just like, oh, if, if I can have nothing else, I may as well be right. Fall. Yes, I'm at least right. Yes, I'm losing money, but I'm right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the, the, the sentiment was definitely really negative. So I don't know if I could have got too much worse from there. The, the very fact that there was the, the main one didn't get knocked back, uh, the CBOE linked one, uh, I think that was sort of, um, I guess it's a diamond in the rough out of that bit of the news. Yeah, I think people are going to be very much focused on that now. And maybe we will see an emotional decision on September 30 or beforehand, depending on what happens there. But... Without going to the charts, we've seen 6,000 or you know 5,700, that sort of area I've been tested four times now. And in trading in general, we don't often see quadruple bottoms or areas get tested without breaking. So technically, what do you make of that now? Well, it's, there seems to be some sort of a consensus around that. Sort of, it's, it, look, it's, it's around 6,000. It's, it's a bit under, it's a bit over, but it's been sort of hanging around that level. I'm certainly reluctant to call it a bottom. Uh, I'm certainly reluctant to suggest we won't go lower. But there's definitely support around that level. and it, it seems to be holding up pretty strong. So, you know, whilst we hold above it, and we are starting to creep ever so slowly uh, to the upside at the moment, whether we've got some stability, I'm happy. I don't actually mind if we bang around between say six and eight thousand for the rest of the year. I don't have it, and look, I, I know that we all want Bitcoin at fifty thousand by the end of the year, and we all want, we all want to get rich quick, and we all want a lot of ticket that, that pays off. I, I get that, but the reality is, you know, if, if things are more gradual next time, look, if we move to fifty thousand, I want it gradual because I get more opportunities to enter. Yeah, that run up in December just didn't pull back. There was yeah. very few, you could be in early. But more opportunities is, is, is better, I think. Slower slower growth. Yeah, and for us, we've probably been trading uh, less because there has been a pretty tight range and I don't want to sit there necessarily as, as, a, as a day trader. And I think from an investing point of view, if you're doing your research and dollar cost averaging, all the good projects have sold off just as hard, um, you know, 90% um, as some of the terrible projects that are never going to bounce back. And that to me presents opportunities for, you know, possibly 50 or 100 extra turns over the next years by positioning yourself now and doing the research. And obviously our professional side of things where we're helping projects and building out that infrastructure behind the scenes for the whole space to grow, I guess that's become a real focus as well now, Like just like all the guests you have on your channel, I guess, and that keeps you positive when you're seeing so many people upstaffing, joining this whole movement. They're Smart all people too all believers in this space they all own a little bit of bitcoin and they tell their friends and it's just growing behind the scenes even though it's not on the charts yeah the infrastructure is definitely growing in a, in a huge huge way i mean i spoke to i interviewed kavita gupta uh just last week she's uh she took on a 50 million dollar fund from joe levin uh and they've just raised another 100 million for a public fund and you know she's like a leader in emerging technologies and emerging markets like she's she's a wonder woman of sorts to hear her take on it, it was, it was like, I was so stoked with the interview. I was so stoked I finally got it because I met her at Consensus in New York. But just hearing her talk about the space and where she thinks it's going, very different uh, view as, as to many of the other guests, but one I definitely respect. So, yeah, when you're speaking to the top people in the space uh, or people that are very switched on, that are walking away from you know, already fairly illustrious careers to join this space, they don't want to walk out with egg on their face. No, they know they're not going to. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. And finally... 
I spoke about a little bit in a video this week about altcoins and the correlation. And last year, I showed that they're all highly, highly correlated. And I thought it was going to change a bit in 2018. Now, so far, it hasn't. Everything's just tracking Bitcoin, apart from a few exceptions. And it was great to see that they were coins that we've done fundamental analysis on. So I guess that's where we sort of can help each other and play off each other a bit. Um, And as can anyone in the community, you much rather be trading a coin that you believe in long term. Mm. Um, So something like... Especially (laughs) buying it. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm not sure if you traded uh, Nano or VeChain or these are on your scans if they're in the top 100, but some of those are up 70% last week it's good to see that when there's not much action happening in general well look i'll be honest with you nano there was a great trade that did set up a crypto cradle on the two hour i just wasn't there to take it uh the opportunity did present itself i, I just wasn't there on it before before we wrap i just wanted to touch on one thing with the bitmex alex um there's, i know there's a lot of fear out there and a lot of talk about people you know about bitmex doing this and a lot of conspiracy theories and a lot of all sorts of things going on i just want to help, to help people understand how a broker works and they're effectively a broker You've got people that are buying and you've got people that are selling. They had their do their work or whatever, and the market shot up. That means that anyone who was short might have got a gap up, so they've lost more. But anybody who was long took the profit on that gap up. Mm. So they, they, unless they, there was some sinister way they could see that they were going to make a lot more from it, shoot, like doing what they did, if also doing what was uh, a, like has been claimed they did. I think that a lot of people waste too much time on these conspiracy theories. Things are going to happen. Markets will be manipulated. Now, whether it's BitMEX or not, I just want people to understand that there's two sides to that story. There's people that made a lot of money yeah. and there's people that didn't. So there's, it's not BitMEX that are really have an advantage. If anything, it um, gets their platform a bad name if customers Correct. aren't happy. Like we say a lot of time, guys, who's on the other side of the screen? Who's on the other side of the trade? Um, and that's how they match orders, I guess. Correct. So I just, just wanted to make sure people understood that it, you know, that would have gone both ways. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, BitMEX is so dangerous, guys, but I was just saying to Cobb in the pre-interview, it's when the next bull market comes, um, if you've got a bit in there and you're comfortable with using it and there's big breakouts into new all-time highs, that's when you just want to be disciplined and know how to use it and, the, and there will be some great trades to be had in the future. But don't over-trade now when there's not a lot happening and feel that it's only going up one or two percent so you have to trade on 100x leverage to get a decent move that's how you shoot yourself in the foot yep what you learn now is going to help you out when the markets do get a move on it's uh, it's do the research now because when, when they go they go that's be ready. Right. any other final thoughts no that was it mate i'm uh, pretty happy with that I, I just want to make sure everyone understood the bitmex thing so it wasn't such a negative uh news story just understand how things operate and you'll be fine and what are you looking for now? What sort of levels on Bitcoin to break and get that daily high-low? I, I want to... Well, we've got the high-low effectively. That, that BitMEX spike last week, or I call it the BitMEX spike because that's what everyone's talking about, right? Um, I, I've kind of ignored that, but we've broken above the resistance that was there. Uh, we hold above it now. And uh, if we can push to a new higher high on the four-hour, that's when I'll start to seriously be looking for opportunities to the upside on Bitcoin. So I'm focused on the four-hour right now. Uh, that being said, there's some amazing, uh, amazing trends out there. I mean, I did a video for the uh, your community members just today uh, showing uh, a lot of stuff that's available. And um, yeah, a lot of alts now trading well against Bitcoin, trending really well because Bitcoin's relatively subdued. So I'd like to say Nano is one of those. Yeah, trading well against Bitcoin after it's been a real bloodbath for them for a number of weeks now. So that's good to say as well. Mm. Well, thanks for joining us again today, mate. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Cheers. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out TraderCobb.com because experience matters.